This week on the Yeg Sports Podcast. Hockey Canada announces the 2021 World Junior Selection Camp roster. Oilers sign German free agent forward Dominic Cahoon. It's award season for Major League Baseball. I'm Ryan Mackney. And I'm Ethan Beduza. And you're watching Disney Channel. And we begin today with an announcement. Ooh. What's the announcement? Well, Ryan, did you know that Yeg Sports has a website? I mean, I did. Well, I, you, you do now. I do now, as I, mean, I told you. We all, and everyone listening, we're now all on the same page. We are now all aware there's a website. Yeah. Uh, Yegsports.com. Yay! Yeah, if you're uh, sick of hearing our voices and want to instead read something we write, you can head over to yegsports.com. We got a blog. Uh, I We're writing stuff. I just wrote an article about how scary good the Oilers are going to be next year. Yeah, go check that out. You can also listen to this on the website. Yeah, and maybe you are. Maybe somehow you found the website before this episode and you're Which, already like, there. Kudos to you. That's impressive. That's Mas- some Detective Indiana Jones Masters stuff right there. of the internets. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. YEGsports.com. We write stuff. And hey, maybe maybe you want to write something. Maybe, yeah. maybe you want to write an article about Leon Dreisaitl's shaving kit. Yo. And his routine. How he manicures that, that beautiful piece of perfection we call his eyebrows. <laughs> there's a place you can go submit an article and you can uh, see it up on yegsports.com so once again yegsports.com and that's our shameless self promotion for the day good job good job us yay uh, so yeah let's get into some of the news that happened in the last week and I want to start today with world juniors yo it's it's Crazy to believe that we made it this far into 2020, but it's almost time for the World Juniors. That's going to be awesome. One of my favorites of holiday traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as we said in the intro, Hockey Canada announces their uh, roster for the selection camp. 47 players? Something like that. Do I have that? It's, yeah. It's way too many for a, what they're going to end up keeping. Well, duh. That's like the point of a selection camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're at 47 or something right now. There's some notable people we're going to mention on that list. So, um, I mean, first thing you got to say, 26 first-round picks. Wow. That's a lot. That uh, This is probably going to be the best team candidate, or one of the best team candidates we've ever seen at a World Juniors. Especially um, if Lafreniere goes. 2013 was the lockout year. Yeah. yeah. That was a stacked team. Mm-hmm. Nugent Hopkins got to go back. Uh, I, oof, who else was on that team? Um, Jake Vertanen, was he on that team? I'm going to look. I, yeah. And then the other one, of course, the 2004-2005 lockout. So the 2000... Like, 2005 was the best World Juniors team ever mm-hmm. from any country. 
Sidney yeah. Crosby, uh, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Ryan Getzlaff was on that team, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, stacked team. Yeah, fill me in. Who was on that 2013 team? Um, <clears throat> Malcolm Subban, Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley, Jordan Bennington, Nuge, Huberto, yeah. Strom, Shifley, Deneau, McKinnon, Holy Druin. crap. Dougie Hamilton, Griffin, Reinhardt, and Ty Ratty. Holy smokes, Griffin, Reinhardt, and Ty Ratty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, greatest of all time, if you've watched the latest Bar Down quiz, Boone Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's talk about this year's yeah. uh, selection camp roster. So like we said, 26 first-round picks. Mm-hmm. That's not even counting Alexi Lafreniere. Who, we don't even know. He's we going. don't know. So If he goes, this team is looking real basically, good. Basically... What we know, so Kirby Doc, yep. uh, would the Black Cock said, "Yep, you can go to the World Juniors. That doesn't matter when the NH or if the NHL season starts. Yep. You go uh, play at the World Juniors and then come back." Yeah, the Rangers haven't. We don't know. They haven't said one way or the other what they're gonna do. And it's tricky to do that before you know like the timeline for the exactly. NHL season. Yeah, but I mean. If you're the Rangers, we're, we're talking about missing two, maybe three games to start the season. Yeah. And, see, because there's a chance that it could be longer if there has to be a period of isolation. But the, could be. But there's a bubble for the juniors, so it shouldn't have be a problem. Depends how they do it. But, again, you're not going to be missing that much, I don't think. I mean, there will be those... Maybe pe- camp. There will be those people that say... Well, you know, say he misses three games and the Rangers miss the playoffs by four points. They're not going to. The Rangers are making the playoffs next year. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Uh, I-, I would also think so. They're my cup final losers picks. I You already made predictions for next season? I, I put it on... on You're se- crazy. On September 5th, I just threw out my cup You're final crazy. I am insane, but we're going to see... But abs over Rangers in six, right? In five. I put, I put okay. Five. I, I think the abs are going to take him to six, but... <laughs> we'll see. Depending on so, the goaltending. And the other thing is, there's a good chance that the season doesn't even start January 1st. It might start January 15th or February 1st. Or camp might start mid Or somewhere in between. So Who knows? If you're the Rangers, you're definitely waiting until the NHL makes a decision. For the Blackhawks, it's a little bit different because they're not going to make the playoffs next year. Yeah, they're toast anyways. They they're like they they didn't make the playoffs this year. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cries in August seventh. <laughs> do you do you are are you awoken at night by the sounds of Chelsea Dagger in your head, like I am? I, I hope that someone listening does know that that's a song title, and they think that we woke up with a dagger in our head. I think most people know the song mm-hmm. Chelsea Dagger. Well, I would I would hope so, but if someone does, I used to re- like that's it. A really funny. Sentence. The Golden Bears had it as their goal song mm-hmm. for years, and they and scored I, a lot of goals. They scored a crap ton of goals. They probably scored more goals in whatever thirty eight games <laughs> than the Blackhawks did in seventy games last season. That would not shock me. So, what were we talking about? Doc going to the thing. Yeah, so Doc is going because the Blackhawks aren't making the playoffs. The Rangers, obviously, are a good team. They're a team on the upswing. They're trending upwards. 
They're at worst a wild card contender. We're looking at a team that in the next three to five years is going to make a deep playoff run. Yeah. Probably. Obviously, I can't predict the future. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different. But yeah, if you're the Rangers, you wait until you know what's happening. Yeah. Before you make any major personnel decisions. I think same with Kako. Because he's also young enough still. Yep, that's true. He, he can go play for Finland. Um, so yeah, same same call there. Adam Fox as well. Who's, who's the Rangers GM? Oh, I don't know. Actually, Adam Fox might be too old, but... Anyways, I don't know who the GM is. Jeff Gorton. Yeah, Jeff Gorton. That's right. Hmm. He's American. Hmm. I wonder... So I was thinking, like... Yeah. If he was Canadian and he sent Lafreniere, but he kept Cockle Cockle... He's American. Let's keep them both. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they're not going. That's it. Yeah. That, <laughs> you heard it here first. Alexi Lafreniere will not play at his third World Juniors. Also, yeah. that'd be cool. How many players have played at three World Juniors tournaments? Not many. I'm. Yeah. Check. I. I don't think I'll be able to find this without. Not in time, but we'll see. Like, it's probably not very many. Be sweet to got to go, but yeah, I don't know. I would not be shocked if he's if he's held back. Is there anyone else you can find that did that? Uh, uh, no, I, I, I imagine like quite a few players for like Switzerland or Germany. Yeah. Well, maybe not Germany because they got relegated, but uh, you know, guys that. Yeah. Were playing in like Sweden or Finland. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Who like got in in their in yeah their age sixteen year yeah um, a bit easier than they would otherwise. So, uh, in terms of notable players on the roster, there's 47 players. We're not going to go through all of them. Why not? Because we don't want another three-hour podcast. Ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so, like we said, 26 first-round picks on one team, which sounds scary until you realize that the Americans are just as stacked. Oh, yeah. And so are the Finns. Yeah. And it's insane. This year's tournament is going to be freaking awesome. I It's going to suck because there's no fans and it's not going to have the same atmosphere. But it's the hockey's going to oh, be yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And most of these guys have played competitive hockey. Mm-hmm. This is a year where Canada is going to be at a bit of a disadvantage. Yep. Because... The seasons haven't started a year. The, the only league that's played so far in Canada is the Quebec League. And they've been off for the last two weeks. Yeah. Most of the teams. I don't even know what's going on in Quebec. I don't follow the queue that much. I don't, have I don't know what's going on in Quebec on a normal day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but the, the USHL has been playing. All mm-hmm. the European leagues have been playing. Yeah. Uh, the college players, they're going to be the same thing. They've been yeah. sitting at home. Uh, um, the... The WHL has kind of taken some steps to get their guys some action, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. So it's it's going to be very interesting, but just on pure talent, oh yeah, on paper this team is as insane. they are every year, Canada is a favorite to win. Mm-hmm. So and they have some talent. So twenty six first round picks. One of those first round picks. Is this year's Oilers first round selection, Dylan Holloway? Yup. He got uh, selected to the camp. We have one player from your Edmonton Oil Kings, 
Captain, defenseman, uh, Matthew Robertson. Yeah. Matthew Robertson joins two other players from the Edmonton area. Like we said, Kirby Dock and another defenseman from Sherwood Park, Kaden Gooley, mm-hmm. friend of the show. Yeah. So, if, if you had to give predictions mm-hmm. for all four of them. Doc's in. Doc is clearly in. You didn't know what I was going to ask. No. Continue the question. I was going to say, which one makes the Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> which of these players make the team? Doc and Robertson. Robertson is like a, is like a six. Actually, I should before I say that, I should look at the full camp roster for the defenseman. Yeah, probably. I probably should. There's some good ones. Jamie Drysdale's on there. I know that. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Who's the other one? Byram, obviously. Oh, yeah. Bowen Byram. Duh. Yeah. Bowen Byram, who will probably outscore 11 of the 12 forwards at the tournament. Yeah. Uh, see, Robertson's, like, fringe for me just in my head. But, like, I haven't actually looked at the full list, like, How closely. freaking cool would it be? And we talked about this last year. Yep, we How did. cool would it be to see Caden Gooley and Matthew Robertson, two Sherwood Park boys... On the same defense pairing. That would be amazing. Representing their country, wearing the maple leaf on their chest at the World Juniors. That'd be amazing. That would be a top five just <clears throat> hockey moment for me ever. Yeah. As a fan. I'm just gonna okay, I'm just gonna read guys who I think slot into the lineup ahead of Robertson and Gooley. Is this Ro- Drysdale and Byram for sure. Yeah, that's, that's your, that's your pair. first pairing, for sure. And then I think other guys with, with a chance, you have Justin Baron. Yep. Caden Gooley. Caden mm-hmm. Korzak. Yep. Matthew Robertson and Braden Schneider. I just listed you five guys for four spots. So there's a, I, I'm going to say Robertson is in. Remember. I think Gooley's fringe. Remember, uh, they expanded the rosters for this year. They got a 25-man roster. Mm. So they'll probably carry eight defensemen. You'd think. I think there's a chance that... Both Gooley and Robertson are at least carried. I I think one of them is going to be a seventh or eighth defenseman. Yes, they I, might not play, but I think I think Robertson is your second or third pairing, and Gooley is your third or scratch. It'll be like uh, at this age, Olivier Rodrigue last year, right? Yeah, like he made the team, and we were all proud of him. He just didn't play because mm-hmm. he was the third goalie. Yeah, I mean, I should also mention Ryan O'Rourke. He also a yeah. first round pick, but yeah, and Holloway. I don't think he's making your top four. Um, I don't lines. think so either. I think next year he will. Yeah, it's I think this team is too loaded. Like Lafreniere, there or not, uh, you still have Doc Byfield, Cousins, Jarvis, Krebs, um, McMichael, Newhook, Mercer, Laperriere, Pelleche, Perfetti, Poulin, Quinn, Rees. Are you hearing this, Canada? Also, Jamison Rees, if you don't know who Jamison Rees is, he's a Hurricanes prospect. We watched him at the, at the Grassy Cup. Okay. Hey, I was going to say, I don't know who he, he is. He's, a, he's, a, he's number 10. He hit everything that moved. That's that kid. Oh, yeah. Jamison right. Rees. And then he's, at during warm he smelled at us. That's, that's that guy. My kind of player. Yeah, I like Jamison Rees. I don't know if he's going to make the team. He's a third-round pick of the Hurricanes. I tell you what. Team, but... I tell, you know who else would like him? Mm. You know who else thinks he's that good Canadian boy right there? Oh, That's our Don Cherry. I've always got to sneak a Don Cherry I th- impression. I in. think it's been over half of them by now. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know if Reese makes the roster because he was only a third round pick of Carolina in 2019. But I like him. And I, if I was picking it, 
I would put him in a hallway on my first I like line. you. I like this guy. This guy Mikey. hits everything that moves. And he's only like 5'10". So you're... So, that, I'm pretty sure that's how Mark Bergerman runs the Canadians. So yeah. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> or like Bill Guerin in Minnesota. But instead of I like you, it's... I want to give you $4 million. <laughs> also, for like... The fourth time in five episodes we've referenced the Minnesota Wild. And Mark Bergerman for the, like, oh, that's a pretty common thing Mark Bergerman and his biceps. <laughs> uh, I think Holloway, if they're going to carry, like, 14 forwards, I think he has a chance. If if he has a good camp? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can see it. But... I put him ahead of, of Greg, Gonzalez, whatever, this this guy. No offense to this guy, I've never heard of him. Um, ahead of Forrester, ahead of Graham Clark, I think. Um, I think he's, he, he has a solid chance, but we'll see. He's a good player. Like, if he doesn't make the team, that's not because he's not a good player. It's if he wasn't a good player, he wouldn't have been invited. Exactly. There's just a ton of talent at this camp. Yeah. So, just not only the fact that the NHL is not happening, mm-hmm. and so Canada might have Lafreniere and Doc... And Byfield. Yeah, Byfield would be playing if but in the NHL if there was one. It's just such a deep like we talked about with the draft. It was such a deep draft class. Yeah. And a bunch of those guys just happened to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think the fact that Holloway has played all three forward positions really helps him being like a thirteenth forward yeah. guy. I, I think he'd be great for the thirteenth forward. I think squad. this is gonna be the best Canadian squad since thirteen. I was going to say 2015. Yeah. Because that team had Connor McDavid on it. Yeah. Right? And I think... I think Alexi Lafreniere is the best player since Connor McDavid. Mm -hmm. I don't care what... I... I, Oh, 2015 was stacked too. I saw a post on Instagram that didn't make me mad. Mm -hmm. But it just ruffled my feathers a bit. Yeah. So it was um, listing the best under 23 players, I think it was. Yeah. In the NHL. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. And But they didn't rank them. They had them in tiers. Yeah. So they had, like, elite, great, good. I can't remember what the tiers were. But the top tier, they had a tier generational. Yeah. And basically, the generational tier was defined as... Players who, when their career is done, yeah, will be one of the all-time greats. Yeah, they had one player in the generational tier. Can you guess who the top player was? What is the like? Who is from under twenty-three players? Any NHL player that's under twenty-three. How old is McDavid even right now? He's, He's twenty-four. Two, yeah, so I'm trying to think what draft. So you're looking at the draft after his, the 2016 draft, As or later, the first one? or later. I hope it's not Matthews. It's Matthews. I don't know. They if had Austin Matthews ahead of Alexi Lafreniere. See, I don't know if there's anyone since that since McDavid you can put in that category. I think it once Lafreniere. Uh, no, it, I'm I'm not at all saying that Lafreniere is a generational player. I'm, I'm, saying, just, I'm saying when it's all said and done and all the chips are on the table. He's ahead of Matthews. Way ahead. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think both of them end up elite. 
That's like, fair. I mean, but who knows? The point is, at this point, it's too early to tell. But it, yeah, I don't know. It, only gonna, Matthews is not in a tier on his, of his own. It's not like Lafreniere can do anything leaps and bounds better than than Matthews. Yeah. It's just he does more things. Yeah. Like, I think he can... Eventually, he'll have a comparable shot. Mm-hmm. Comparable hands. Yeah. But he can skate faster. He's better defensively. He plays the body for Pete's sake. Yeah. He, like... I, I'll give you a quick... Uh, okay, the 2015 team was top-heavy, in my opinion. It wasn't super deep. It had Connor McDavid on it. It had McDavid and Braden Point and Max Domi. Holy crap. Beyond that, like, okay, Lazar, Fabry, Kraus, Reinhardt, Richie, Paul, Patan. Sam Reinhardt, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Duclair. Like, it's, it's, it's like. Those are all good players. They're all NHL top nine guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe some of them are fringe now. But which, like, which for the, it's not like every year at the World Juniors we get. It's, it's not like the Olympics. Yeah, I know. Right? Where every guy's a first line forward. Yeah. It's not a, it's just, it's a bit, bit top But they're, to they're all, they're all junior first line forwards. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And then defense, Nurse, Morrissey, Theodore, Morin. Dude. Yeah. That top three defense. That top Holy three. smokes. And then the, the, then it drops off a little bit with Madison Bowie being your fourth. Morin, Hetherington. Wasn't and, Carter Hart the goalie that year? No. That no, was, Zach Fucali. Yeah. Carter Hart was 27. 28, the 17-18 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hard. No, I remember now. Zach Fucali. I, I still think Fucali's going to get a shot in the NHL. I agree. Because I, I watched him last year at the Spangler Cup. And yeah. I've seen some highlights from the... Because he's playing in the East Coast League right now. Mm-hmm. I still think in two or three years he's going to get a shot somewhere. There's There's something there. You have to think. I mean, he played out of his mind at that World Juniors. Yeah, I would love like a Jordan Bennington type story out of him, like where you're like, like sixth in your organization, yeah. and then you pop out and you're like stealing a starting job. Like I'm not talking like cup run as a rookie. I'm just talking like out of nowhere getting a, a starting. He job. goes on a run, yeah, and yeah. then he gets a long term contract. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Zach Fakali for sure. Uh, Anything else on the World Juniors? Any other players um, you want to talk Broberg about? Broberg is, is at camp for Sweden. Another yep. Oilers prospect we should mention. Yasvaria. Um, that's no one else really notable for Oilers prospects. No offense to Maxim Beriskin of Russia's camp, but he's not making the team anyways. Um, but yeah. Well, you just brought him up anyways. So. Well, I because I want to pronounce his name. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, oh, I guess Sam Rukov's probably too old now. Hey. Oh yeah. And how about Maximov? Yep. He's too old. And Konovalov as well. Konovalov's too old, eh? I mean, I don't know if he's too old, but he's not on the camp. So, that's... I tell you what, I, I think he's close to, to cracking the big the big roster. Yeah? I, See, Konovalov was a 2019 third-round pick. He's closer than... Uh, <clears throat> I can never remember our goalie's names. I always get them confused. Skinner? Yeah. Rodriguez? I think he's closer than Rodrigue, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's the right-left organization now. Yeah, that's right. And we still have Skinner. Yep. Right. Konovalov uh, just turned 22 in July. Yeah. That, yeah, that's still very young. for. That's like 
22 for goalies is like 18 for his centers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Not everyone's Matt Murray. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's stick with hockey. Let's slide on over to Edmonton's team, the Oilers. We signed William Lachison to a two-year extension. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, he. Uh, I have too many buttons. <laughs> <laughs> William Lachison appeared Wait, in- wait. God, the man has played eight games, Ethan. This is a big deal. He's played eight career NHL games. Where did my airhorn button go? I'll just do it into the mic. With oh, here we go. Okay, okay. Start again. William Lachison signs a two-year extension. He has no points in eight games. He's making $720,000 um, for two years. All right, and that's it for our uh, Oilers news yep, this no- week. Nothing else happened. Not, 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 nothing else. No. Um, I mean, we got another guy for under a million dollars. We should we should talk about this German guy. This yeah. This Don. Don. What's his name? Don Kahuna is Don Don Ka, Don Kahoot. Yeah. Ron Kahoot. Ron. Ron Don. <laughs> and the grease is gone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in case you haven't heard, uh, in case you've been off Oilers Twitter for the last week. Or off Twitter in general. Because it's the, that's the only thing any Oilers fan has been talking about. Number 21 of your Edmonton Oilers, Dominic Cahoon. Yeah, Dominic Cahoon signs a one-year, $975,000 contract. Risk-free, below a million dollars. I like it. It is the best contract any team has signed this whole offseason. This is a guy who can. You want, you want, is a third line guy. You want to talk about steals? This is a steal. So mm-hmm. I, I got some notes here. Uh, so last season he split time between Pittsburgh and Buffalo, fifty six games, twelve goals, nineteen assists, thirty one points, forty eight point three percent face offs. Uh, his career eighty two game average, fifteen goals, twenty six assists, forty one points. And if he plays top six with Dry and Yamo, that's going to shoot up a little bit. So, last season, mm. among players who played 55 games or more, mm-hmm. he was 35th in points per 60. That's solid. So, for under a million bucks. No offense to our Lord and Savior, Gaetan Haas, but elite second line center. He's not a center. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, he's, he's not going to play center he's here. He's listed on uh, Hockey Reference as a center. Is he really? Yep. That's strange. But he can play the wings. He's not going to play a lick of center here. There's no way. He's playing the wings here. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing... He might go along with fellow German and best friend Dreisaitl. I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan. Because I got, I got some stats here. <laughs> Did you know that this is the not the first time Dreisaitl and Cahoon have played together? Really? Did you know that? No, I... I, I know they played together. But how good were they when did, they played did together? Did you know, my friend, that in 2010-2011, for the Mannheim U16 team in Germany, Cahoon and Dreisaitl played 29 games together. Wow. And that team lost one game all year. Wow. Do you know what kind of numbers they put up in Mannheim? In the U16 league? Uh, I don't know, four points a game. <laughs> so, I'll start with Drysaddle. Drysaddle played 29 games that year. Hmm. 97 goals. 
in 12, hold up, 29 games, 97 goals. This guy's at almost three goals a game. What the heck? And then he also chipped in a measly 95 assists. You're kidding me. For 192 points in 29 games. Excuse me. And I uh, I haven't even told you about Cahoon yet. Oh, boy. That's not like they combined for 192 points. Yeah, that'd be impressive enough. Okay, here's Cahoon's numbers. So, Cahoon played one more game. So, the stats are probably a little inflated. <laughs> 69. Nice. 69 goals. Oh, my. In 30 games. Which is obviously not as good as Leon. 137 assists. So he was passing Leon. Not 137 points. 137 no. assists in 30 games. Can I ask? Do you know? 206 points. Who was the third guy on this line? Some bum. Some <laughs> schmuck. How do you say schmuck in German? Uh, I think you just the same word. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will say one thing with the Cahoon sign that I'm disappointed in. He wore number 95 in Buffalo. I want him to wear that here because no Oiler has ever worn number 95. Sorry, I just, I did some math. They combined for 400 points in 29 games, essentially. My God. My God. It's a lot of points. Um, So maybe they'll be reigniting the chemistry. With Yamo getting the pucks? Oh my gosh. That second line? Sorry, Nuge, but we're promoting you to the first line. Yeah, sorry. Second line's got this covered. Yeah, and unless Cahoon bombs, Dynamite is probably going to stay separated now to keep the Germans together. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, no, because basically we've been saying if you want to separate Dynamite, sign someone else for this line. Like, Dry and and Nuge have a lot of chemistry, but Dry Tidal loves playing with Kyler. Yeah. Those two. And he Cahoon. The Honey Badger, right? He just goes in and gets pucks. Yep. And then he gets into Leon, and Leon can work his magic. And Nuji McDavid were spectacular in the playoffs, not going to lie. They when they played it together, yeah. stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, in I, I don't want to do a full projection of the Oilers lineup, because we'll do that later, yeah. once we get closer to the season. But in an ideal world, imagine this top six, oh. when everyone's clicking. Yeah. Nuge, McDavid, Pugliarvi. The 90s line. Cahoon, Drysilo, Yamamoto. The Oilers are winning the cup. That's it. That's <laughs> game if, over, man. If all Game si- over, man. Game over. If all six of them click at their best at the same time, holy heckin' heck. The Oilers will win every game 12-6. to six. Yeah, <laughs> legit. They gave up six goals, but they still doubled the other team's score. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> like like I said in my article, man, the Oilers are scary good. Yeah. And, and I didn't even talk about Dominic Cahoon in that article. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wrote it after the Cahoon signing, but it was getting too long. I didn't even touch on Dominic Cahoon. Well, um, as soon as Cahoon wasn't qualified, immediately I hopped on the sign Cahoon train. And you can go listen back to episode whatever. Shout out to the Oilers for actually... Li- listen, they listened to our podcast. That's what happened. Obviously. That's what happened. You're we, you're welcome, Edmonton. We said don't sign Hall. They didn't sign Hall. We say sign Cahoon, <laughs> they go get Cahoon. We say get a goaltender, but they don't overpay. They don't overpay for a goaltender. All we want in return is season tickets. Yeah. They don't even have to be good seats. Nah. Just 
Just for you I'll go to section 214, row like 2012, 65 and a half. Seats 60 and 4. I'll, I'll sit in the very top so I can't even see the ice. I just watched the giant video board from space. <laughs> space, 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 space. Correct. Uh, yeah, great sign. Steal and of the offseason. It's, it's under a million bucks. So we can still. Even if he sucks. <laughs> even if he's injured the whole year. Who it's, cares? It's one year for less than a million. I don't care. <laughs> that's what that's what we gave Thomas Yurko. Who he, exactly? If he bombs, <laughs> he bombs. I, like this is such a risk-free and high-ceiling signing. We should note we're not saying that. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna get two hundred points in thirty games. I don't think that says like that's so skewed. It just says that they have experience I, okay. together. That's all it says. That was the point, is that yeah. they played together, and they play well together. Yeah, the point is not that... <laughs> Whatever. Also, the... And I should also say, there was no one else I heard of on that team. So it's not yeah. like... It wasn't like the German All-Stars. To be fair, we also well, probably, the those, opposing goaltenders. Those were the two German All-Stars. Are you saying that Toby Reeder wasn't helping out? Probably not. He's all, all I'm saying is that if Toby Reeder scored, you know, 15 goals... The U.S. election might be over by now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, Lasting longer than the Jays' playoff run. Hey. Um, so what's next for the Oilers? Ethan Bear contract? Winning the cup. Ethan Bear contract. Winning the cup. You need Ethan Bear for that, man. No, we don't. We don't have a cleft bomb. I love Ethan Bear, but we don't need him. Ah, he'd be nice to have. <laughs> extend Bear. Sign Bear, and then Holland can rest. Honestly, if you can't get back Shane, just as long as we have Bear not missing time holding out, I'm good. You, you know what's amazing about the way that this offseason has panned out? Mm. So at the start of the offseason, like when the pause happened, yeah. for me, the number one priority for the Oilers was re-signing Shane. Yeah. That was, and Athanasiu. That was the drop. Not even Athanasiu. I said the Oilers' first thing to do is re-sign Shane. Yeah. And well, I think you said Shane and Archibald, and then one of them happened. Archibald happened. Yeah. And I said, okay, now we got to sign Shane. Yep. If, I'm not saying they will, but like hypothetical, if the Oilers re-sign Shane, where would he play? Fourth line center. But then you'd have to take out uh, Kara or Haas or... Well, I think Kara's already out. Which we'll talk about when we do our full projection. I've but... come around on Kara. I know. Last season, I wasn't a fan of this. I, I just want to say Sonny lineup over over Kara. I I've been reading and I've been and I've been listening to people talk about Kara, and the consensus is Kara is. I I know analytics. I know I know. I can hear you hissing <laughs> at your speaker. <laughs> and according to the analytics, Jujar Kara is an elite penalty killer. Hmm. So. I don't know. We I, we need penalty kills. I just feel like I I want Haas at center, and I want Chaison for the power play, and I want Ennis in the lineup. I don't know yeah. where you oh, fit yeah. Kara, assuming the casting isn't scratched, which he won't be because he's making too much money. But, but but like you see what I mean, right? Like it's a good team. We don't have a hole that Shane could fill. Okay, you, you, you get you, the top six. We've mentioned the top six. Beyond that, like. Turris, Ennis, Cassian. Cal Turris! We haven't even talked about yeah, Cal Turris Tur today. Turris, Ennis, Cassian, line three. And now we look at this fourth line. You, 
Now we need spots for James Neal, Alex Chason, Gaetan Haas, Jujar Kara, um, Josh Archibald, Th- this Patrick is, Russell. This is what I'm saying, though. If the Oilers re-sign Shan, which, Sixth which line. for me at the start of this offseason was the number one priority. It's been a great offseason. Where's Archibald going to play? Like, literally, this team is full. 11 out of 10. This team is full. Hell, right now, where's where's McDavid going to play? <laughs> Do we have room for him? Uh, like That's a joke. That is a joke. You know what's crazy? Is it... Like, Neil and Archibald are now on the fourth line, and they have both spent time on the first line recently. This is assuming Pulleri pans out. Archibald should have never been on that first line. No, no, of course not. But since like, Cassian like bombed, Neil can play on the first line. I think... He has a doors for the back of the net. Like, if I look at my lineup right now, like, I, I can't even fit... I can't fit Shaysan in it, and I want to, and I can't. I can't fit Kara. It's... We're stacked. The Oilers are scary good. Patrick Russell's not seen the ice. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Watch him get, like, 30 goals next year. If, you know what? If he does, I will gladly... At, every year we have one player, right? It's... It's... Every year someone else is the answer. <laughs> Last year it was James Neal. Yeah. The year before that, it was Alex Chason. Yeah. Watch Patrick Russell be that player this year. I have an idea. What? Mark Letestu. Where would he play? Um, hey, Mark, we have an opening, but we need you to play left defense. <laughs> <laughs> or how about third string goalie? Yeah, I mean, just put Letestu on the bench as a third goaltender and then put him on the power play whenever you want. <laughs> Uh, okay. The, I must, the mustard man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was gross. That was bad. Uh, again, we'll, we plan whenever the season starts on doing a full Oilers season preview. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into this. We'll get into this later. Uh, <laughs> moving on. This team is full, man. <laughs> They're scary good. Oh, yeah, yeah. New. Not new, returning segment. Yeah. <laughs> on on the show, I I I I don't hope it to be a weekly thing, but I predict it to be a weekly thing. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back to the clown show, featuring MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred. Throwback to EP two. The the star of. The clown show. Or the, how'd you the say? driver of the, the clown car yeah, is what right. I said he was. So here's here's what uh, Rob Manfred is screwing up this week. <laughs> Rob Manfred says he would be in favor of a neutral site World Series. A World Series being played in a neutral ballpark. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Um... I mean, it seems unnecessary to do that. It seems stupid is what it seems. Unnecessary at best, stupid at worst, sure. Unnecessarily stupid. Like, why? I, I just want to know where that idea Stupidly came. unnecessary. Where? Do you, like, you've been following baseball, like, internet longer than me. Has there ever been a point in time where there was a lot of, like, public demand for this no then how did he get this idea because they did it this year well yeah well because you have because of covid yeah okay well 
And the fans weren't there anyway. I mean, there, there were some, but like... There, not... were, there were like 5,000 fans. Yeah. What? Why? I... Has he given a reason? Did he say? <laughs> not good reasons. No. I... I so I, like, I'm willing to listen to you, like be like I got okay, this, good point. But there, I don't there was know. an article in the Sports Business Journal that I read the whole thing and then I tried to go back and read it and now it's locked behind a paywall. Good. Uh, unless you're the athletic, I'm not paying to read your stories. Um, but I think some of the reasons he gave uh, were to a limit travel during the World Series or not limit reduce travel. And B was to avoid weather problems. Because mm-hmm. the World Series is played at the end of October. Yeah. I mean, if the weather is crap in both cities involved, like, you can... Like, I like I can see how that would be helpful. Okay, here's, but he, like, here's the first reason why this is stupid. Well, actually, the f- reason number zero why this is stupid is because we have 108 years of... Of World Series tradition that you'd just be poo-pooing on by doing this. <laughs> so, it's worked. Don't... If it ain't broke, don't screw it up. <laughs> Reason number one why this is stupid is... Okay, so, he's obviously... T- are you okay? <laughs> I swallowed some water weird. Jeez, you're choking harder than the Rangers in the 2016 <laughs> ALDS. I am. And the 2015 ALDS, for that matter. Wall. So, he's taking inspiration from the Super Bowl, obviously. Right? <laughs> it's the world's biggest sporting event. It's at a neutral site. Here's the problem. The Super Bowl is one game. Yeah. Okay. It's on a Sunday. You can make a whole weekend festival around it. If you're like doing a series, the back and forth is a part of it. If you're a fan, right? You can go to the world. You can go to the Super Bowl on Sunday. You can take off Monday for work so you can recover (coughs) from your hangover. And then, right? It's only one game. Yeah. Four hours out of your life. Yeah. The World Series is a. A series! It's in the name! It's not just one game on Sunday. You're playing games on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Yeah. In the middle of the week, right? A lot of World Series have day games, too. Like, okay, let's say, as an example, let's say the Dodgers play the... Actually, no, the Yankees would never make a World Series. Because they always get beat in the ALCS. Mets. The Dodgers play the... The Mets. Let's say the Blue Jays. The Dodgers and the Mets are in the same league. Right. Let's say let's say the Dodgers and the Blue Jays play in the World Series. Let's say the World Series is in San... Well, okay, no, not San Diego. Let's say Miami. Okay. It's a nice ballpark. Yeah. It's colorful. There's not going to be weather problems, probably. <laughs> and even if there are, they have a retractable roof. Gang. Which Use that. they also do in Toronto, so I don't see what the problem is. Anyways. Well, because Toronto's in Buffalo. Beyond right. the point. <laughs> right. Okay, Dodgers, Blue Jays, World Series in Miami. Ryan, where do Blue Jays fans live for the most part? Canada. Toronto and Canada. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where do Dodgers fans live for the most part? California. 
My point is, not in Miami. No. Right? Do you think Miami fans going to... Okay, let's... Joe. Joe's a Marlins fan. Do you think he's going to care about a, 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 a Dodgers-Blue Jays World Series? If he's a hardcore baseball fan, maybe... Yeah. Well, let's say he's a casual fan. He watches maybe one, two games a week. Because he, he is the Marlins after all. Is, is, is he going to want to buy tickets to this World Series? No, maybe not. Not the cost they're going to be. like. Especially not in baseball. Baseball, more than any other sport, mm-hmm. fans want to watch games that their team is playing and not other games. Yeah. Right? There was a study I mean, now. there's so many games in a season. You're not going to, like, if you're going to watch, say, all the games for your favorite team. Which that's, that's 162 that's games. That's so many games. You're not going to want to watch more baseball than that. Right. Like, you're not paying for it live. Like, uh, there's a study that over half of football fans yeah. will watch a game that their team is not playing in. Yeah. I think it was 30% would watch a game that their team is not playing in mm. over a game that their team is playing in if it's a good matchup. Baseball is not like that. Baseball is the opposite of that. Baseball is one of the most regional sports. Mm-hmm. Yankees fans watch Yankee games. Mets fans watch Mets games. Blue Jays fans watch Blue Jays games. Yeah. Also, so if, on the World Series, if the World Series, if neither team is playing in their home ballpark, you're going to have a hard time selling out those games. Also, how would you do time zone stuff? What do you mean? Like let's like would would you play like let's say this example? Well, they they play eight o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what every, every sport does. Okay. But like for fans, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the most convenient thing. It's just I. Again, you brought this up. Why? Why? Yeah. Like my my, 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 my first this? my first thought was why I was gonna wait for you to explain to me what Manfred's reasoning was. And then I Because he's like, stupid. Well, I would hear him out. There's a I, reason I, that this segment is called the clown show. <laughs> I was gonna like listen to the reasons and then be like, why? But there's no good reason. Like weather? Are you what? Come on, Matt. Again, it it'd be, it'd be it'd be one thing if we were playing in the middle of December. Yeah. But we're talking October. October's you're pretty still, solid. You're still fall. Yeah, I mean right now it's November and it's beautiful out. Right? Like it's not like we have teams playing in Winnipeg. No. Right? Or the, Edmonton. The northernmost teams are Toronto, which doesn't have that bad of winters, no matter what. Whenever you see these stories of of accidents in Toronto because of snow, it's because no. they don't know how to freaking drive in the snow. <laughs> okay? Seattle, Pacific Northwest, they don't get snow. No. They no. just get rain. Yeah, it'd be pouring. And they have a roof in Seattle. Good. You need that. Minnesota, okay. The Midwest, fine. Yeah. I'll give you Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota hasn't been to a World Series since like 1991. <laughs> or maybe it was 95. I think it was 95, actually. I mean, New York and Boston get some snow, but not in October. I don't and think. They're, they're, like, that's part of the charm, right? Yeah. You get deep into the sea. It, it's the same with playing hockey when the weather gets warm. Uh, yeah. That just means that you're watching a good team. Yeah, exactly. Right? When, if you're if you're a fan of a baseball team and they're still playing when it gets cold, that just means your team's good. At least in normal schedules. Yeah. Like before the plague. 
Boy, yeah. So, yeah, it's just a stupid idea. I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Let us know what you think. Neutral site World Series. I think anytime you have a final that is more than one game, yeah. you can't do a neutral site. I would agree there. Super Bowl, it works. Great Cup. I love the Great Cup. It yeah, works. It works. It's one game, man. I went to the Grey Cup in uh, 2013. It was the Riders-Alouettes rematch. That was one of the most fun I've ever had at a football game. It was cold as balls. <laughs> and we were sitting in, like, the very top of Commonwealth Stadium. <laughs> the air was getting a little thin. Yeah. But I had fun. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so let's stick to baseball. Let's move on. The Jays did some stuff. Eh, they didn't really do some stuff. They just had some guys uh, decline options. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about MLB awards. Because, I don't know, I think that's more interesting than uh, Chase Anderson electing free agency. Mm-hmm. By Felicia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's... MLB awards... Let's start with the MVP, most valuable player. So I'm I have the MLB.com article right here. It has the finalists, and it has a little case for each player. Okay, so in the National League, finalists for most valuable player, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, represent Canadian, and Manny Machado. Mookie Betts. Uh, slash line of 292, 366, 562, 16 homers, 10 stolen bases. Freddie Freeman, 341 average, 13 home runs, 23 doubles, 53 RBIs. His OPS was 1.102. And Manny Machado, 16 homers, 6 stolen bases. Uh, slash line of 304, 370, in San Diego. Do you have a person you think should win? I like Freeman. I think Freeman should win. He, yeah. I think he led the National League in OPS. And he was, oh, he was, like, Mookie Betts was great. Yeah. He also played on the Dodgers. And this is a regular season award, is it not? Yep. So, I would say Freeman. And, uh... Fun fact about the Dodgers, they didn't get shut out once this season. Wow. They scored at least a run in all 60 games. Hmm. And I think in all of their playoff games, too. So, yeah, my vote would go to Freddie Freeman. In the American League, Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox, DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees, and Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians. Woo. Jose Abreu led the American League in hits and slugging percentage. He also led the majors in RBIs, total bases, and his 19 homers were second in the majors. DJ LeMahieu uh, led the majors 364 batting average, led the majors for the second year in a row, and had the highest on-base percentage and OPS in the American League. Jose Ramirez... Uh... 993 OPS, 17 homers, 10 stolen bases with the Indians. 
It's probably Gordon LeMahieu, mm-hmm. but because he plays for the Yankees, I refuse to endorse him. So I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. Yeah, led the league, led the league in slugging percentage, second most homers in the majors. Yeah, I'm giving it to Jose Abreu. I mean, the Yankees guy's probably going to win. Probably. So, <laughs> yeah. That makes me mad. Okay, uh, let's move to the Cy Young Award. In the American League, Shane Bieber, Cleveland Indians, Kenta Maeda of the Minnesota Twins, and from your Toronto Blue Jays, Hunjin Ryu. So Shane Bieber, honestly, I don't even really want to talk about Shane Bieber should win. I'm a big fan of Bieber. Are you a believer? I am a believer. No, I had him on fantasy. This guy's insane. Like, okay, so right, I don't know. He's if, the best pitcher. I don't know if you know this, but in baseball, there's something called a triple crown. I've heard of it. Okay, I don't know what the triple means. So, there's a hitting triple crown and a pitching triple crown, and basically, if you lead the league in three different stats, yeah, you get the triple crown. So in hitting, it's batting average, home runs, and RBIs. Yep. For pitching, it's wins, ERA, and strikeouts. Okay. The last player to win a triple crown was Miguel Cabrera in 2012. Won the the hitting triple crown. I believe the last pitcher to win the triple crown was Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Did it in like 2008. Shane Bieber won the triple crown this year. Congrats to that guy. Uh, eight wins, 1.63 ERA, and 122 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So, triple crown, automatic Cy Young win, in I my opinion. So, so I, I, I yeah. hope Ryu wins it, but he's not. Yeah, and he and he shouldn't against Bieber. Great yeah. year, but like... This, Against this year, like Bieber, this year's Bieber, there's no way anyone else has touched him. And if you have a problem with it, win the triple crown. <laughs> National League, Trevor Bauer, Hugh Darvish, and Jacob deGrom. Bauer, who lately involved in a lot of rumors involving a certain Toronto Blue Jays club. And he's embracing him himself. Because he's a, he's a free agent this winter. He's on Twitter trolling everybody about it. Uh... Led the National League, 1.73 ERA, struck out 100 batters, allowed one run or fewer in eight of his 11 starts, struck out at least 12 batters in four of those 11 starts. You Darvish, uh, this is cool. Over seven starts from July to September 4th, mm-hmm. 7-0, 0.98 ERA. Less than a run per game. Finished the season 8-3, 2.01 ERA, and 93 strikeouts. And then Jacob DeGrom, who's won the last two Cy Young Awards mm-hmm. in the National League. 2.38 ERA, led the NL with 104 strikeouts. Um, This one intrigues me. You can I honestly any of these guys could win it and I'd be fine with it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Degrom because he's the incumbent, you almost defer to him. Yeah, but 
Screw it. I'm just going to say Trevor Bauer because I, I like Trevor <laughs> Bauer. Me too. Although there's some people, there's a funny story about, so a couple years ago, Trevor Bauer was tweeting about spin rates and he was saying that uh, he accused another pitcher of cheating. Mm-hmm. He accused another pitcher of, of using banned substances on the baseball. And his reasoning was, there's no way you can, because this pitcher had increased his spin rate by a lot over yeah. the course of one offseason. And Bauer basically said, there's no way physically possible that you can increase your spin rate this much without using pine tar. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Bauer's spin rate this year increased by almost the sa- exact same amount. <laughs> so, do with that what you will. Drugs! Okay, uh, let's move on. Rookie of the year. Actually, I don't even know if I want to talk about rookie of the year because these, the these are all guys that I've like never heard of. <laughs> In the NL, Alec Baum, Jake Cronenworth, <laughs> and Devin Williams. May the best rookie win. <laughs> and in the AL, Christian Javier. Javier. Kyle Lewis and Luis Robert. I think everyone's heard of. Robert, I think, is going to win the, the AL rookie there. <laughs> okay, this is the funny one. <laughs> American League Manager of the Year. Uh, I, ju- I just want to double check this information. Make sure it's, it's accurate. Okay, yeah. I do have the right information. So, your finalists for manager of the year in the American League. Kevin Cash, who will be remembered for his mistake in the World Series. (laughs) Charlie Montoyo, who will be remembered for his mistake in the Wild Card Series. And Rick Renteria, who was fired by the Red Sox this year. Oh, that is... Like... I don't think the guy who got like I think it's gonna go to the Rays guy because, like, the division <laughs> win and stuff. But like, still, it's it, it's funny. It's funny that like these are all guys that you raise an eyebrow at their like their recent decisions. One of them freaking fired, but like that's almost as laughable as the freaking Lady Bing having two or three nominees having been arrested. Yeah, criminal charges. Yeah, like, <laughs> but jeez. Um... The Rick Renteria is funny. Uh, well, because he got fired. But yeah. also, so when the finalists were announced for all the awards, the teams were like, you know, congratulations to our very own <laughs> for being nominated. Of course, for as you do, you'd be like, oh, yeah. well, look, our player got a thing. Look, free publicity. Yeah, exactly. So the Rays made up a nice graphic for mm-hmm. Kevin Cash. Yeah. Like, finalist, manager of the year. The Blue Jays made a nice graphic with Charlie Montoya's picture. Yeah. Finalist, manager of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> and the White Sox, no graphic, just tweeted, we offer our sincere congratulations to Rick Renteria <laughs> for being nominated for the 2020 American League Manager of the Year. No graphic, no. <laughs> not even an exclamation point for... <laughs> well, the way you just read they, it, the way you just read it is how I bet they typed it. You know why? Because <laughs> they just fired his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and okay 
Awkward. Charlie Montoya, I, I want to be happy for him. I mean, this team and, had no business being close. And, and he no, was huge. Normally, like, nine times out of ten, because Blue Jays don't get nominated for awards. Oh, yeah. Like, the last time, the last Blue Jay that won a, a major award was Josh Donaldson mm-hmm. when he won the MVP. Uh, so I really want to be happy for Charlie Montoyo. <laughs> he does not deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I, I, I know exactly why. It's because the record improved from yeah. last year to this year. It's the record improvement. Yeah, we taught, and that's like automatic. And it was a young team, and yeah, 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 yeah. But. <laughs> and also, Bo Bichette was out for a long time, so you got the injury, right? Yeah. No, there's lots of reasons. Like the uh, the formula that you follow to pick your yeah. manager of the year, it it he, he it lines che- up. He checks all the boxes exactly for sure. Uh, but I I don't know how much of that was thanks to. And I <laughs> like Charlie Montoyo fine. Yeah, but I'm just still really mad about <laughs> pulling Matt Shoemaker in game one. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still pissed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kevin, I I give my vote to Kevin Cash. Just because I think Kevin Cash is one of the smartest guys in baseball. Uh, And then finally, in the National League, we have Don Mattingly of the Miami Marlins, David Ross, Chicago Cubs, Jace Tingler of the San Diego Padres. Okay, Tingler does not deserve to be here. Uh, the Padres were good because they had Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. Manny. And they just hit home runs. There's a reason they're called Slam Diego now. <laughs> okay, David Ross. <laughs> eh? I love David Ross. I loved him when he was a player for the Cubs, and I love him as a manager now. The only reason I say eh is because Don Mattingly deserves this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went from so last season they lost 105 games, and this season they had a winning record, and they did that while playing half their games with like a bunch of scrubs. Because half the team had COVID. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> Miami used 61 players this year oh. in 60 games. How do you do they that? They had a new player every game. How do you do that? 61 players, by the way, is a franchise record for players in a season. In a shortened season. In a season that was a third of a regular season. So, just hypothetically, like... If that projects out over a full season... Just the fact that he had to come up with, uh, like, 60 unique lineups, give him the award. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. That's insane. Uh, So, yeah, that's it for the major awards. But... Hmm. Is there more? It was announced today... That Teoscar Hernandez of your Toronto Blue Jays won the Silver Slugger Award for right fielders. Yay! Yay. So yeah, Teoscar Hernandez, the best hitting right fielder in the American League. And he was 
awesome this year. Yeah. He hit the crap I mean, out we, of the baseball. We've been podcasting for the duration of that season, and that guy was always always doing well. Yeah, he was. I don't have his stats pulled up because I'm an idiot. But uh, yeah, so, uh, the stats are good. Trust us. <laughs> anything else on baseball before we move on here? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, so last thing I want to touch on today. There is an arms race happening <laughs> under our noses right now. So the Alberta Junior Hockey League regular season starts November 13th. And recently, the Western Hockey League made an announcement that their players would be allowed to play either Junior A or Junior B hockey until WHL training camp opens. Which is good. After Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> and so the AJ is stacked. Yeah, so basically a bunch of the these top WHL players are just going to the AJHL. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Brooks Bandits picked up Jake Neighbors of your Edmonton Royal Kings mm-hmm. and Ozzie Weisblatt. Yeah. Grand Prairie picked up Sasha Mutala. And your Sherwood Park Crusaders picked up... Uh, Nick Bowman, Matt Savoy, and Dylan Gunther of your Edmonton Wild Kings. Nice. Uh, Savoy and Gunther, they're supposedly, the prediction is that they're going to play on the line with Ty Mueller, who is a 2021 eligible draft prospect mm-hmm. projected to go first or second round. Uh, he, so yeah. <laughs> Very good players are going to light up the AJHL. It's going to be some good hockey. So one thing that's interesting is the old Grizzlies, they've come out and said, we're not going to sign any WHL players. Mm -hmm. They said that it's unfair to their players. Okay. I understand. For them. What do you think? I understand them wanting to be low like their guys, but you're going to get trampled. Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, I, I, I get it, and I'm sure, like, the guys, I'm sure, like, the fourth liners, third pairing D on that, on, on the, on, like, on olds are going to be, like, whoo, my job is okay. But, like, the team's going to get trampled if everyone else is like, got dub caliber, caliber players on their team. It's, I get it. I, I, I would not make a choice to myself. The olds Grizzlies had a record of 10, 41, and 7 last year. And now everyone else is getting better. And they weren't e- they weren't even the worst in their division. They will be now. Uh yeah. So like I I get I, I get it because right there's no in the AJHL there's no draft. No. You recruit all your players, right? Yeah. You say, hey, this is why you should come play for us, mm-hmm. and then players agree to that, and then to say, oh sorry, you're not gonna play for couple months because we just signed Joe Studd from from the Hitman yeah or whatever so I do get that but there's some teams that are in a position that we want to win a ship this year yeah the Sherwood Park Crusaders are one of them good they last season they finished with the best record in the league Mm -hmm. Uh, they finished 49 and 9 yeah which that's and, and now they got better guys. And they didn't get to play a playoff game last year. Yeah. Because of COVID. Right? They got a buy in the first round. And then the second round didn't, came didn't and happen. it happened. Yeah, it just didn't happen. 
So they're hungry. They want to win a championship this year. And signing uh, Dylan Gunther and Matt Savoy is going to help them do that. They're not going to be here for the whole season. But they'll help. But they'll get them a, a, a good start out of the gates. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's the story. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's fascinating. There's one more thing you have to bring up here. What's that? Former Oiler George LaRock wants to fight Mike Tyson. Ding, ding, ding. That's awesome. <laughs> Who's your money on if that fight happens? Uh, Actually, hang on. First of all, <clears throat> I found out today. Now, this might not come as a shock to some people because, you know, you're actually alive. <laughs> but me, as part of the youthful generation, I like to think I'm youthful. This was a shock to me. This isn't even the first time this kind of thing has happened. Yeah. This isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened with the Oilers. Yep. So, in, I think it was 1981. It was, yeah. Uh, Dave Semenko... Rest in peace, legend. Yeah. Fought the greatest, Muhammad Ali, in a charity fight at Northlands. And that's not even the crazy thing. The crazy thing is, it ended in a tie. <laughs> it went to the judges and it was a tie. Now, it was a charity fight, so that's probably why it fight ended yeah. in a tie. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's crazy. <laughs> uh, and now, and now George LaRock, who, speaking of crazy... <laughs> George LaRock was a psychopath. Yeah. Great guy. Every every interview I've ever listened to with him, he's just a great guy. But when he was on the ice, he was mean. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, Mike Tyson's not exactly right in the head either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 43 years <coughs> old, 54 years old, these guys are going to go at it. Um, I hope it happens. I think that'd be fun. I will pay so much and you know what? If that happens, we'll have to do like a, a live show reaction <laughs> or something. Yeah. I never, I never watched like fighting. Like a bit at the Olympics like in 2010. But I haven't watched any fighting really. Like, I, I, I like watching boxing. I, I haven't. I don't. I think it'd be. But yeah, I would I would definitely watch George LaRock fight Mike Tyson. Who's, who's your money on mm. that fight? I'm going to go Mike Tyson. I'm going to. What about you? I'm putting my money on George LaRock. Good. Here's why. We're going to make a bet right now. Here's why. Okay. <laughs> George LaRock. First of all, LaRock's 10 years younger than Tyson. 11-ish. Yeah. Very helpful. Second of all. Tyson's no slouch right now, though. <laughs> if if I'm not mistaken, George has a pretty good reach advantage on Tyson. I think yeah. LaRock's, what, 6'4"? He's, yeah. I don't think Tyson's even six feet. Hmm. You Google The Rock, I'll Google Mike Tyson. Alrighty. Keyboard, keyboard, keyboard. I hate how Google always gives it in uh, (laughs) metric units. I only understand metric units half the time. We're going to compare the metric units. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) Mike Tyson's 5'10". They don't have his weight. I made... I converted it to centimeters. Hold up. You idiot. What have I done? Ha ha. Okay. My point here was that Mike Tyson's 5'10". George LaRock is 6'4". 
Mike Tyson's not going to be able to reach George LaRock, let alone do any damage to him. <laughs> of course, when I told this to my mother, she informed me that that's exactly what they said about Evander Holyfield, and then Mike Tyson kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Is, I, that, is that... No, I can't be right. I'm, I'm putting my money on George LaRock. Yeah, he is, he's 6'3". 6'3", whatever. I mistyped it, and I got seven foot six. I'm, I accidentally put like the talk about a reach advantage. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> so uh, that's what was wrong with that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see George Laroque fight on solid ground. Yeah, not on skates. That's why I'm a bit hesitant. I'm like, this is gonna. I mean, they haven't specified. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming no, it's gonna, not on they're ice. They're gonna put Mike Tyson on skates. Yeah, I'm assuming it's it's gonna be in Mike Tyson's element. But so yeah, I'm giving him the advantage we, there. We want to hear from you, the listeners. <laughs> you let us know what you think. Who wins in a fight, Mike Tyson or George Laroque? And it, not on ice. N- not on ice. And it, also, if you can think of any other dream fight matchups you want to see, Ooh. you let us know. Do you? Can you think of any? What about what about uh, Bra- Bob Probert? <laughs> fighting Oof. I don't know I'm trying to think what about Bob Probe oh okay I got a good one I got a good one what's that Ty Domi fighting Conor McGregor <laughs> that would be something because remember Ty Domi like he's a short bugger right yeah but he just he'd, he'd latch on your jersey and just swing you around in a circle yeah and you know McGregor he's what uh, forget what weight class he's in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, McGregor's a lightweight, so hmm. like I think it'd be a fair fight. Yeah, I'm gonna say um, Floyd Mayweather and Zdeno Chara. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'd pay to see that one too. I don't know. I feel like. Mayweather would just just keep hitting Chara. But Chara wouldn't feel a thing. Chara wouldn't feel it. <laughs> He'd just be like, is there a fly? <laughs> like, Mayweather's a big dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, special guest appearance from Milan Lucci chopping over to the, okay, into the ring. Okay, it's not even WWE. <laughs> okay, how about this for a dream fight? Uh, Matt Kachuk versus Zach Cassian again. On ice? Yeah, just a fight. <laughs> okay. Or is, is there any NHL fights that you want to see right now? I want to see um, Reeves and Wilson again. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to see Darnell Nurse <laughs> fight Buddy Robinson. Yeah. Because we haven't seen Buddy Robinson drop the gloves yet. Have yes, we? we have. When he lost fight to Kara. Oh the, yeah, that's in the, right. In the eight three game, I think. Okay. Oh, um, it was in the whatever one okay. of the one of the games. He fought Kara and lost. What about? Okay, I want to see Josh Archibald versus Johnny Gaudreau. Oh my god, I I want to see I want to see Clefbaum get in a fight. He he, he never would, but I want to see. Him. I always love seeing my favorite players get in fights, like the new Monahan fights. An awesome fight, but mm. I don't want to see Leon Dreisaitl get in a fight. No. Because he's just too beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, maybe Clef Bomb with that shoulder shouldn't be fighting either. 
Let's be honest. Just be which shoulder is it? I don't know. Because <laughs> if it's his left shoulder, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, honestly, after his surgery, like let's hope he's fully recovered. Let's hope the sh- shoulders are gonna be better than ever. Watch, watch him. Just go. Watch him. Just fit him with like a Terminator arm. Yeah. <laughs> so just. <laughs> yeah, that's robotic. That guy is robotic. Yeah. That's not surgery. That's amputation. <laughs> I think. Uh, did Lucic get in a fight against us this year? Against us? No, he's invisible against us. Yeah. Let's go uh, Lucic and... Lucic and Nurse, I feel like, would be a good time. They fought before. When Nurse was here yeah, and Lucic yeah. was on the Kings, That's they fought. Right. That was Nurse's first fight, I think. That's right. Or even even Lucic-Cassian. Cassian, the Cassian-Maroon fight when we played against the Bulls oh, last that was year. Awesome. They were laughing the whole time. It, it was a terrible fight. But, oh, it was awful. But I, I loved watching it. Yeah. While we're on the subject of fights, what is the best fight you have ever watched? Can I say Talbot Smith? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a good fight. It was the most enjoyable by far. Um, I kind of want to. Yeah, I'm gonna so say Talbot Smith. There's. I'm gonna cheat a little bit because this is a this is before my lifetime. Okay. But in 1990 something, <laughs> uh, Louis DeBrusque fought Marty McSorley. At Northlands. Ooh. Right off the opening puck drop. <laughs> the fight lasted like five minutes. Jeez. They basically did a circle around the neutral zone. Wow. And then it, it was five minutes of just haymakers back and forth. But I don't even think anyone, quote unquote, won that fight. Yeah. For me, it was a draw. But I got two of the toughest guys that I ever played. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is... They had to play a hockey game after that. Yeah, after that. This is at the beginning. So, like, we're talking 1959 left in the first period. <laughs> they sat for five minutes, and then they came. Now, I'm not sure how much Louis DeBrusque played that night. <laughs> but, by the way, shout out Louis DeBrusque if you're listening. I love you. You're one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, but any, any Georges Laroc fight... Oh, yeah. Because that's, like, my heyday. I I, I want to watch Taidomi fight. I should look at some clips. I want to see that. Uh, But there was one fight I was in person for. That was awesome. Uh, Drake Kajula, Andrew Cogliano. Oh, yeah. And that was more because just everything else that was happening in that game. But, yeah, but still. But, yeah, game six, uh, 2017 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kajula versus Cogliano. That Funny was... Funny stuff. I was there. It was best fight I've seen in person. Yeah. I've seen... I saw a fight in person. I forget even who, who it was, but... It yeah, was well, it's hard because the whole time... Everyone's standing. You're not thinking, oh, man, this is cool. I'm seeing a fight. You're just... Ah! <laughs> Animal drum! <laughs> Beat his brains in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, I love hockey. <laughs> that doesn't happen any other sport. And we can... Like, you can appreciate it because after they're done beating their each other's brains out, mm-hmm. yeah. then it's just respect, right? It's at least half for fun. Like, yeah, yeah. Some guys just like getting their, again, <laughs> brain, brains beaten in. <laughs> yep. Okay. You that fun. That's it for our feature program this evening. Yeah, yeah. Which means it's time for Yank Sports Trivia. If you're new, Yank Sports Trivia. It's five questions. 
Try to get as many answers as you can. They're all surrounding a, a particular theme. Feel free to play along at home. Tweet us how well you do. I guarantee you, you'll beat Ryan. I don't know about that. Because I took notes. Oh, you studied. I, I I did some nice study. There's no way you're getting question five. No way. I, I, I don't even know what it is. I just agree with you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. One wrinkle. There's one lifeline. You can use it for any one question. Yep. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Probably. Ah. But, yeah. Play along at home. Let us know how you do. <laughs> Today's Yig Sports Trivia. So, this week marked the 25th anniversary of the Toronto Raptors playing their first ever game in the NBA. Yo! Bonus point if you can tell me who that game was against. What? <laughs> hold, hold on. The first game? Yeah, first game ever. Nets? Nets of where? New Jersey. Nice. Yeah. Okay, you get a fake bonus point. Woo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this week's trivia will be on Raptors franchise history. Yeah. You ready? How confident are you feeling? Not very. 1.5. Last time we did a basketball quiz, you got 5 out of 5. This so. is true. This is true. Last time I was a contestant on a basketball quiz, yeah. All right. Let's go. Well, let's just hop right into it. Question number one. How many NBA titles have the Toronto Raptors won? One. That is correct. 2019. <laughs> I got a question right. There you go. One for one. Easy. Yeah, they won one title, 2019. It was awesome. Yep. Canada loves basketball. <laughs> Question number two. This is where it gets hard now. <laughs> How many Hall of Famers have played for the Toronto Raptors? Played at least one game for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> McCurdy. Who? What's his name? What did you we, just say? McCurdy? Is that a, we draft someone we drafted him. I cause I read I read up on this do, guy. Do you mean Tracy McGrady? Yes. So one <laughs> minimum one. I'm not locking that in, but By the way, there he was our draft pick. There's right? no there's no margin of error. Did here. we draft that guy? I think yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It can't be that we been it can't be that many. And whoever this whoever they are are not Hall of Famers because of the Raptors' career, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's probably stupid low. Or stupid high. Remember, just one game is the minimum. I feel like you, you only said that to drill me. Maybe. To be honest, that facial expression, I didn't like that. Okay, I'm just going to hide my face then. I'm going to say... I'm going to lowball it at two. I'm going to say two. Final answer? Sure. So two is correct, and you, sir, are two for two. So Tracy McCarthyism or whatever, and then the other, some other okay. bum. respect. Tracy McGrady. See, I didn't watch basketball. I just know he, he was our draft pick. McGrady. The other one, by the way, Hakeem. <sighs> oh, no. Hakeem Olajuwon played one season for the Raptors. Good. And it was his last season in the NBA. That's kind of funny. <laughs> when was he inducted? Must have been pretty Like know? 98, 97, <laughs> nice. 96, somewhere in there. Cool. Okay, so you're two for two. Not um, bad. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Question number three. 
Okay, I did put a lifeline for this question. I'm like, did I forget one? Okay. Question number three. Six Raptors players have been named to an all-NBA team. Like an all-star team? Yeah. So every year there's an all-NBA first team, second team, third team. Six Raptors have made one of those teams. Name them. I'm gonna I'll start, be willing to give you part marks for this one. If I get one wrong, is it over? Is the question is it question done if I get one wrong? Or can I just like do I have like I'll give you we'll go three strike system for this so one. So once I say the third guy wrong and the question's zero points. Or No, you'll get the points you already got. Okay, well I'll start off DeRozan, Lowry, Bosch, Carter. I'll start off with that. That's probably a safe start, is it not? That's four, yeah. Okay. So beyond that it gets a bit trickier. Oh, Kawhi Leonard probably. Holy crap. There's one more. Oh my god. Hold up. Okay, I have I have a strive strikes. You, right? You got it. We talked about Pascal Siakam Just the go other day. With it. So Pascal Just... Siakam? Okay, so see the reason why I got this You're is because go five for Well, because four of them are like, you know, you know those four. And the other ones are like in the last two well, years. You didn't know Tracy McGrady, so Well that was he's not one of the big four. In the Raptors organization. Yeah, but he's still a pretty That's fair. big... He's and, a Hall of Famer who the Raptors drafted. Yeah. And then the other guys were recent enough that I've been paying attention, so... Okay. Question four. This is another kind of part marksy. I might use my lifeline here. We'll see if I need it. Because five is probably so hard I'm not going to do it anyways. This is one strike system. <clears throat> Alrighty. Let's rumble. Name me the Raptors' career leaders in... Points, rebounds, and assists. They're all different, different people? Is that... Can I ask that? That's actually your lifeline. Okay. So I, I'm not going to use it. Okay. <laughs> I'll save it for the monster of a fifth question. All right. Okay. Points is DeRozan. This I know. Yep. That's correct. And assists, I think, is Lowry. Yep. So you got two-thirds of a point. Do. I can keep those two-thirds. Mm, rebounds, total rebounds. I don't think I looked up these. Like I looked up some stats before, like just like super general stats. You were you were feel like you gotta have more confidence in yourself, guy. Like I didn't even know these answers, mind you. You looked these up. Well, because you told me the general theme, and so I just like checked up on like some all time leaders on big stats. I looked at like. Division titles, like, mm-hmm. freaking their, like, coaching history. Like, I, is that, is that question five? We'll see. But, um, what's the, it's rebounds? Yep. Just, like, offensive and defensive? Total Combined. rebounds. And my lifeline is, you'll tell me if it's a different person than I've already said. Yep. Well, I'm not going to use it here. We'll just, we'll save it for five. Is it Bosch? I no. hate you. No! <laughs> I I actually hate you. Uh, yeah. Points, DeMar DeRozan. 13,296 points with the Raptors. Rebounds was Chris Bosch. 4,776 rebounds. rebounds. And Kyle Lowry, 3,939 assists. How close is Lowry to the points? I'd imagine close. I didn't look at second place. I'm sorry. 
Uh, okay. You're not getting this question. Well, uh, honestly, I'll, I'll take the four and I'll run. Because that belt's mine. Okay. So, we said that the Raptors' first ever game. Oh, piss. <laughs> For what? Is it first point? Are you pulling what I pulled on you in the Oilers quiz? The, the... It was November, quiz? November 3rd, 1995 versus the New Jersey Nets. Yeah. What was the Raptors' starting lineup for that game? Who was on the floor to start that game? <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you straight up. I, I feared you'd ask me who, who the first point was. So I looked this Hang up. on. I got to find a sound effect when you get it wrong. I'm going to start with Alvin Robertson. Yep. Because I looked up who had the first nice. point in history, nice. in case you asked. I confess that is the only one I know. Do you have a guess? Um. Jonas Valenchenko. <laughs> ah! Jonas Valenchunas. I know. <laughs> That's a big old X. Well... I'm not giving you a part of Mark for that one. I don't get, I don't get freaking. Screw you. I don't get freaking one seventh of a point or whatever. No. It, five. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> I, next quiz is going to be basketball rules, and you're going to go 0 for 5. I, I, I honestly might, to be real with you. So, starting lineup at the point, Damon Stoudemire. At shooting guard, Alvin Robertson. Small forward, Ed Pink. Pink knee. Pink, Who? pink knee. Pink knee? <laughs> it's confused because it's not P-I-N-K. It's P-I-N-C-K. Pink, knee. Pink knee. I, I guess. Carlos Rogers was a power forward. And Zan Tubak from Serbia, Tubak. I believe, was the center. Now, you're a lifeline. You didn't use it. so. You... Oh, my God. I for... I thought you'd automatically apply it in, if it's the last question like I do. No, man. you got to ask for well, it. What was it? It wouldn't have helped, but what was it? The lifeline was a bonus question. Oh. Tell me, tell me what it is just for fun. Uh, okay. It's a true or false question. Okay. True or fiction. Okay. The first player selected by the Toronto Raptors in the 1995 expansion draft Straight up refused to play for them and was traded before ever suiting up for the Raptors. True. Sound, it sounds real enough. That is true. It was BJ Armstrong. He was a point guard <laughs> drafted from the Bulls. Nice. Uh, and they traded him to Golden State because he straight up refused to play for the Raptors. <laughs> so there's, there's a fun little story. Nice. I, I totally, I guess if it's not a hint, you can't really automatically apply it, but I just should have known. Nice. So you got, you, you don't get the point for that. Of course not. I didn't ask for it. So you got four? Four out of five. Plus a fake bonus point. I got 4.2 if we count that and a fake bonus. So that's four. <laughs> so really, no one knows. Just like the U.S. election. Woo! Everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> I'll take the four and I'll take the belt. Um, temp Likely temporarily. Are you, um, uh, you watching anything this weekend on the TV? Hmm. It's the off season for everything. Still, I don't even not know what's soccer, on. man. There's I, a crap ton of soccer. I don't on even know how to watch soccer. Like, how do I access soccer? Is it on TV? Yeah, the Bundesliga will be nice. on Sportsnet. Hmm. What are you watching this week? Well, the Bundesliga on Sportsnet. 
Uh, Good. That was the offer I gave to you to say. I hope nice, you're going to take nice. it. <laughs> Big, huge, ginormous, Big. huge <laughs> match on Saturday, 10.30 Edmonton time. In the morning, by the way, because hmm? it's in Germany. Uh, Der Klassiker, the biggest rivalry in Germany. Bayern Munich taking on Borussia Dortmund. They're both at the top of the table right now. Huge match. And I won't even be able to watch it because I am refing hockey Yay! all day Saturday. Because Saturday is the short part clinic, which means there is like no refs available. <laughs> and a full day of hockey. So Good. I'm going to be at the arena all day. Have fun. But tonight I'm watching episode two of season two of The Mandalorian. Correct. This is the way. Episode one was fantastic. It was everything great about season one. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's a huge reveal at the end of episode one. I'm not gonna spoil it, <laughs> but it got me excited to watch episode two tonight. So yeah, and also Baby Yoda. Woo! Spoiler alert: He died. What? Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on, I would I would not do that to you. He's the main marketing in this in this whole thing. He's <laughs> yeah, not gonna. It's literally the. It's the it's the Baby Yoda and Mando show. Imagine like if they're like, okay, now the show's not about him anymore. Like, no one would watch it. Yeah, like what? Like, you're, like, no casual fans would watch anymore. You want me to believe that the Mandalorian is the most streamed show in the world, and it's not because of Baby Yoda? <laughs> Come on, get real. Yeah, it's Mando. Uh, actually, his name's Din Djarin. I don't know. Does that count as a spoiler? Is Boba Fett in this? I can't tell you that. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, go watch that. Dude, he died in episode six. Why would he but, be? But, but. Why Why would he be? Force ghost? He's not a Jedi. He died. There's no way <laughs> but he'd be <laughs> in the You got something in your eye? <laughs> There's, he died. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we're not going to take up any more of your time. Ryan, can we follow you on Twitter? No. <laughs> Same. But you can follow the show at YEG Sports Pod, and you can check out our brand spanking new website, yeagsports.com. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to hear what we have to say, but you're sick of our voices understandable i get it i get sick of my voice too not yanksports.com mm-hmm. ryan are you gonna write stuff on there i have a break from school coming up Woo, fall i break. i would be shocked if i don't find myself writing something <laughs> nice uh yeah so you can follow us you can, you can send us messages on twitter whatever <laughs> yeah Yay. anything else you want to say to the folks I had something, but I don't know what it was. Not important. Oh, we didn't do <laughs> shout-outs today. Did you have one? I did have a shout-out. Oh, shoot. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> My shout-out was going to be to George LaRock, and that's how we're going to talk about that. Okay. My yeah. shout-out is for the Oilers game presentation team, who won two awards... At the Idea Conference Golden Matrix Awards. Mm-hmm. 
They want so this is for like sports events. They want best special occasion video with Hunter Saves the Holidays. Nice. And they also want best interactive feature for Can't Catch Connor. Whoa. So congrats to Ryan Jesperson and the whole game presentation team for the Edmonton nice. Oilers. That's my shout out. Okay, now anything you want to say to the folks? Um Love, peace, and chicken grease. How long have you been waiting to say that? I it wasn't waiting at all. That all just came to my like that phrase has been a thing for me since the tenth grade, but I just thought of that right now. Dude, I'm pretty sure that's the first thing you said to me when I met you, like fourteen years ago. No. No. Yes. Yes. You see, I was four years old creeping up in a park in rural Alberta, and I'm like... Our Drossen is not rural. I don't want to give away where you live. Come on. I just wasn't going to give away where you live. Rural. Get out of here. Like, 300 people live there. (laughs) I mean, it's not... Show respect. (laughs) I was simply not going to give away where you used to live, but... Anyway. Uh, Yeah. Sam Bennett is a bust. It's pretty rural. <laughs> Gaetan Haas is an elite second line center. Sim for Haas, 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see y'all next week. This week on the Yeg Sports Podcast. Hockey Canada announces their 2021 World Junior. <laughs> <laughs> it's the intro. Why can't we do it? You're watching Disney Channel. I'm so proud. Cue the theme music. This week on the Yank Sports Podcast. Hockey Canada announces their 2021 World Junior Selection Camp. We made it to the second line! <laughs> 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 <laughs>